welcome back to the American Israelite News Hero Podcast, the Let There Be Life Podcast. Today is a Friday, December 15th, mm-hmm. the 3rd of Tevet, 5784. And uh, remember, candlelighting time tonight is at 458. Oh, good so Lord. last week it was like 452. Uh-huh. That was the so earliest. That yeah. was the earliest, la- and now we're starting to go back up again. But when it's before like five o'clock, it's like you have so much stuff you got to get done before. It's like at three o'clock, I just start having like conniption fits. It's like, (laughs) oh my God, I've got like two hours to go before Shabbos. And what am I going to do? Even though it does end early. Yeah, but still, even though like you're lighting the candles and you're like, this is a great reminder that the sun has set and I have (laughs) seasonal depression. (laughs) Totally. I would much prefer a full Friday and a full Saturday then like a half Friday and then get like got out early on well it's dark all right so I'm here with my co-host Julia Olson assistant editor and my other co-host Lainey Richler and I'm here for fun and just here for fun. No, you're one of our co-hosts now. <laughs> Co-host proprietor. You're actually going to get paid Oma. too. Wow. All right. Uh, so I am uh, one of your co-hosts, Netanel Ted Deutsch. All right. So our top story today, this week, is uh, Rabbi David Ellenson passed away suddenly. Uh, I think it was the last Sunday, or I think it was like Saturday or yes, Sunday. Yes, was um, seventy-six years old. This is a huge, yeah. a huge and devastating loss to yes. the yes. to the HUC community. He was a real titan and really had stuck behind HUC. He was he, he was a big supporter, very much a so, big, a, big, a pillar of a pillar of strength for HUC. Let's very put much it that so. way. So this is quite a loss. So he passed away suddenly. Um, he was actually the leader of HUC from, let's see, it's from 2001 to 2013. Mm-hmm. And then he came back 2018 and 19 when Rabbi Aaron Pankin passed away. Remember, he was in that, in uh, like crash. a plane crash. Yeah. 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 So um, he was he was just a, a major guy yeah. at HUC. Wonderful he, person. He started there, he, he taught there, and then he moved up and became the president. Yeah. Um, he did quite a bit for HUC. Yes, he did. All right. So moving on, we have uh, another Jews by Choice by C.J. Gossage this week, and it's Jews by Choice Darla Miles. Talk about another product of HUC. Darla Miles is a master's student there. Right. Wow. Yeah. And this is uh, her story about uh, becoming a Jew, and she uh, she's. You know, doing great work. She works at the library now. At okay. Clow Library. Uh, but, yeah, she's great. It's her favorite holiday is Sukkot. Okay. <laughs> now, is she, what is she, a master's or yes, PhD master's. or rabbis? Master's. Rabbis? Master's okay. degree. Yep. All right. Uh, man charged with hate, in man charged with hate crime and alleged robbery and assault on Jews in Beverly Hills on Shabbat. So... It, if you read the story, this guy, this Jairus Salagi, 44, um, he, he's got some, uh, some issues. And uh, he was just screaming some stuff at people walking around and then, I guess, attacked this guy with a knife. And uh, uh, they finally, like, subdued him and then arrested him because he was just doing some crazy stuff that day. Yep. Also... They did find the, uh, they arrested someone in, is it Samantha? Samantha Wool. Yeah, we're running Wool. that story next week. Right, from Detroit. Yep. So they thought it was, it might have been like her boyfriend. And it was, and they, no. they remember they, they arrested, yeah. 
and they couldn't hold him because they didn't have. Right. And now it turns out it was actually somebody else. Yeah, we'll have a follow up on that story yeah. this week. Yeah, <laughs> they just want it to not be a hate crime. Right. Which is so no, funny. it really. It, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, in other national news, Harvard president will remain in office despite okay. criticism. I mean, this follows up on what we were talking about in our previous podcast. Right. Yep. Well, I, I actually saw and listened to some of her testimony, and I saw the main parts of it, and I was just like, huh? Um, how you could say that calling for the destruction or genocide of a race of people and not be called out on that, um, it just it boggles the mind. And, and this is a black woman. Like, she is part of so many minorities that it's just – so disheartening to see someone that can turn such a blind eye to being there for other minorities and not understanding that this is such a huge issue and then continuing to stay in Harvard leadership after being such a terrible example for what leadership is. What is that? Think Think about the message that she has sent to all those college students and all those people below her and all those other presidents out there that it's okay to say that, you know, it's like when they, you know, it's like they're always blame us. <laughs> they always blame us, the Jews, you know, whenever anything bad, happens, it's like, let's blame the Jews, blame the Jews. And we get blamed for all this stuff that we never had anything to do with, you know? Um, but a lot of people are calling for the resignation of some of these presidents to happen. I think some of them will be will be forcibly resigned. And we've had a, the House called for the resignation of um, Harvard and Columbia's presidents recently. So yes. we'll see how that someone else, out. someone else should lead. All right. Um, here we go again with some more stuff in national news. P- potential for violence due. Rutgers December 7th anti-Semitic anti-Israel seminar uh, Gottheimer says mm-hmm. and who is that is that uh, rep Josh Gottheimer from New Jersey mm-hmm. yeah something to keep an eye on there so this is going on all over the place mm-hmm. um, in addition to the fact that um, the UN is now uh, looking into sex crimes from October 7th which is long overdue all right, uh, Jewish GOP candidates sparring debate over whether to send U.S. troops to Gaza. And uh, some of them are saying we should just send the Americans in to get the Americans out of there. And then others are just saying, well, just let Israel take care of what they're doing right now. Let them do their job. I think that probably most American people, and certainly the global population, probably doesn't want to see the United States interfere in the Middle East after the disaster that was Afghanistan. I think we've lost credibility in terms of being able to be champions of peace. Um, I don't think that we have been successful. Right. And so I understand reticence to send the, the image of sending U.S. troops. Um, you know, I mean, we don't exactly have the best credibility militarily in that region. Right. So, I mean, it's a sticky spot. I think they were better off not doing anything than going in there and then making another mistake like we did not do. So just leave it alone. Anyway, uh, we are now in, what, day 69 of the war, and uh, Israel started pumping um, seawater into the tunnels. And once that takes a couple of days, that's 
that will a lot of the people that are in there will come out of there, mm-hmm. and they'll start surrendering. And that should, and uh, then after that, then there's a couple more strongholds that they're going to go into and clean out, and then that's going to be the end of the war. And the war will end within, I'd say, a couple of weeks from now. All right. Um, White House interns demand Biden call for ceasefire and end Israeli apartheid. Okay. Um, House passes resolution equating anti-Semitism with anti-Zionism, despite many abstentions. Wonder what those many abstentions are. What are they thinking too? <laughs> you know. All right. Um, there, uh, right now, around the world, you're getting all kinds of protests and stuff. So, I mean, you know, it's it's not going to end for a while. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to move on from national, international, Israel news. They are in the heart of uh, this war, and that war is going to continue on for a while. All right. We have more happy news, and that is that there's coloring contrary coloring contest on entries on uh, page fourteen. So we th- I think we have this week and next week, and then that's end the end of it. Um, but all the kids have done a wonderful job, and their parents should be patted on the back for all the job they did on helping the kids. Here's one from a four year old. I'm four. Wow, that's four. great. Did a great job. These are always so fun to look at. They really do a wonderful job. They're very creative. This one says, "I'm Latka to school." Oy vey! No, it's I'm late. I'm late. Late I'm late to school. Oy vey! That is good comedy. Like that (laughs) good good stuff. Very clever. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I like this kid. Wishing you a happy Hanukkah. It's a nice one. All right, so this week's Torah portion is Miketev, Miketz, sorry, Miketz. Um, in Parsha Miketz, Pharaoh has two dreams, one in which seven healthy cows emerge from the Nile, and then seven unhealthy cows come up after them. Soon after, the unhealthy cows eat the healthy cows. The second dream is that seven healthy ears of grain are growing on one stalk. Then seven unhealthy ears of grain grow from the stalk and swallow the healthy ears of grain. Upon waking up, Pharaoh decides to find someone to interpret these dreams for him. And he goes to Joseph. The last good Pharaoh. Of course, once this Pharaoh dies, uh, we know that the Israelites are going to be in trouble. Right, But right. boy, what, you know, in the Bible, everyone has such easy-to-interpret dreams. You're like, seven cows, the, good one, the bad ones ate the good ones. Like, uh-oh. Whereas, like, for <laughs> me, I'm like, I couldn't get into my high school locker. And I had class. That's like my nightmares. Like, I have to get to biochem in 10th grade and I can't get into my locker. That's the kind of dreams I'm having. I don't, you know, I don't have the cool symbolic dreams. I'm just like, what's the combination to my high school locker? Like, you know, do you think the Pharaoh, he's not having dreams like that. (laughs) You just have anxiety. Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) You're all (laughs) preach. But, like, the Pharaoh, you know, he's having these real meaningful symbolic dreams. And I'm like... I can't find the classroom, you know. I mean, I can't <laughs> find the classroom. <laughs> but this, this is the great. The Let kids, me out. I'm, in yeah. the, I'm stuck in the bathroom. Let me out. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm gonna miss the meeting. <laughs> you know. All right. Um, we have an opinion page. We have um, a couple of opinion pieces. Also, we have an opinion piece. It's a letter to the editor from uh, John Stein, a recipient of the AJC uh, annual. 
Community Service Award. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Sedra of the Week is Rabbi Shlomo Riskin, Parsha Miketev. And we get to... Dun, dun, dun. In the beginning. All right. Each week, the American Israelite will print an item from the first years. The dinner of the Hebrew Benevolent Society. On another page of this week's Israelite, the reader will find the call of the invitation committee to the society. We hope that our friends will attend in a body. As their assistance is required and looked for, it is impossible to maintain this year the well-earned reputation of the Jews as a charitable man if our friends do not support us most generously. If God has blessed you with wealth, come on, let the poor have something thereof. And secure to yourselves the blessing of the Lord and the satisfaction that none hungers while you eat, none freeze while you sit by the fireside, and none weep while you smile. It is, easy, it is so easy to spend $25 for a silk dress, a chain, a cloak, etc. Let us see how much the poor, the widow, and the orphan can get. December 15, 1854. Mm. Still true. You know, we, I'm looking here, and we have uh, the same one from the same Boston Mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. All right, anything in 150 years ago? Uh, no. Well, you should read. We should read this one. Oh, the, <coughs> the index, okay, it's 150 years ago. Okay. Items, uh, the index, speaking of Thanksgiving, says very correctly, we look upon its adoption by the U.S. government as a dangerous and pernicious precedent. This was a commonly held belief that Thanksgiving was going to become a religious holiday in the United States, and many people who are not Christians were like, uh, "Like this is going to be a Christian holiday, and you can't have a federal Christian holiday because right. like that's a slippery slope, right? Because right, suddenly right. you're making Christianity a religion." Yeah. So when when Ulysses S. Grant first was like, "We're having Thanksgiving; it's our federal holiday." Uh, ev- like most, like a lot of Jews were like, uh, like what does that mean? Well, nowadays it's not. A yeah, but it, and it never, it never, never was a religious been, holiday. Right. But the concern was this was it's one of the first a great shopping day. federal holidays, right? So <laughs> they were Same. like, this is gonna. They the risk. They thought the risk was like this is one step closer to making the federal government a Christian government, okay, and that was the okay. concern. So a lot of newspapers are like, this Thanksgiving thing is kind of BS, you know? So you read that in a lot of newspapers. It's such an interesting thing now. I think it was the yeah. turkey the turkey lobby that was behind that. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> turkey big, lobby. Big turkey. There's a turkey lobby. <laughs> big turkeys behind it. Um, what else do we have? There's another one. Oh, in 100 years ago, the libel suit brought by Herman Bernstein, editor of the New York Jewish Tribune, against Henry Ford has been transferred to the United States District Court to the Southern District of New York at the instance of Ford's attorney on the grounds of non-residence. This is important. Herman Bernstein brought this libel suit against Ford after the automobile mogul published the Protocols Uh of the Elders Uh of Zion in a series called The International Uh Jews in his paper, The Dearborn Independent. Herman Uh Bernstein and his attorneys were unable to subpoena Ford. That's what having a lot of money gets you. And the lawsuit mentioned here never moved forward. Bernstein was able to have the state of New York impound copies of the Dearborn Independent when it entered the state, although this would have been difficult to fully enforce. Other libel suits were brought against Ford, prompting him to issue his, quote, apology to the Jews. Um, 
It is not clear that he was serious in apology to the Jews. No, he probably well he wasn't printed, because he, he was he, a raging anti-Semite. It was very clear that he was an anti-Semite. Exactly. 1935, the Nazi party in Germany made Ford's Protocols of the Elders of Zion required reading for school oh children. Look how that turned out. And yeah. in his Munich office, Adolf Hitler had a framed picture of Henry Ford. So doesn't surprise. So I brought this up before because this has come up before on the podcast. They had like this documentary on Henry Ford. And one of the first guys that gave him money was this guy named Birnbaum. Mm-hmm. And Birnbaum supported the Henry, you know, the Ford Motor Company mm-hmm. up until when he ran out of money. Mm-hmm. But Birnbaum was Jewish. Mm-hmm. His first, you know, when he started the company and got money from people, he got money from this guy named Birnbaum. Well, he seemed not to care. He does talk something <laughs> like, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. When he needs Jews, it's okay. When uh, they're right. the scapegoats, that's fine. All right, so uh, 50 years ago, we are happy to announce the forthcoming boss mitzvah of our daughter, Lisa, on Saturday, December 22nd at 1045 at Plum Street Temple. Lisa is the granddaughter of Mr. and Mrs. Henry, John, sorry, Mr. and Mrs. John Frug. Dayton and Mrs. Lewis Sommer of Cincinnati and the late Dr. Lewis Sommer. We would be pleased to have our friends worship and, and with us and join us for the Kiddush following the ceremony. And this is from Roz and Lewis Sommer. Mm-hmm. All right. So we also have, um, we cordially invite you to celebrate the bas mitzvah of our daughter and granddaughter Eileen Devra on Saturday, December 22nd, same day. At Rockdale Temple, 1045, and to join us for in the Kiddush following the service. Eileen is the granddaughter of the late I, Iona Collin and the late doc, late Henry Sh- Harry Schwartz. Mr. and Mrs. Gerald Schwartz, Mrs. Rose Schwartz, and Mrs. Samuel Collins. And that's Eileen Schwartz. And I apologize for reprinting. Yes, Carol there's a Ann. second one in there. Carol Ann underneath bar mitzvah, no less. All right, anything in, um, we'll come back to this joke of the week. Anything, let's see. Oh, we've got the new Wonka Maestro. Is Wonka, that's the, the uh, chocolate factory. Yeah, yeah. apparently. Oh, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. 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 Yes, and uh, Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa. Really? Yeah. He's an Oompa Loompa? Yes, and they asked him, they were like, why did you do this role? And he said, I have many children, and I needed the money. Hugh Grant? <laughs> yeah, he's like, really, he's not doing very well on the press tour. Struggling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, then, oh, Maestro, that'll be good. Um, but yeah, I, I like the original Gene Wilder Wonka, but. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, that was a lot different. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. All right. Um, our dining out column this week is Shay Renee. Wow, what are the chances I get on Cafe Alma, then Shay Renee? <laughs> Two Shea weeks Renee in are a my row. cousins from France. I don't oh. know if you remember. Yes, wow. yes, yes. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, their food always looks so good. And there's a record store just down the street from them. So the mm-hmm. perfect afternoon, go to Shay Renee, get a good meal, go shop for records. You don't say that about Cafe Alma and everybody's records. That's true. I, okay, first of all, that's <laughs> like my my perfect day, actually, is to everybody's records and then Cafe Alma. You're right. I'm so sorry. So the guys that started uh, sh- uh, uh, 
everybody's records went to high school with me. Oh, really? The Benz Brothers. Oh, I get They went to Warner Hills. The mm. original guys. I think they sold it. Okay. But the original were these guys named uh, like Nolan Benz and his brother. Because oh. he was in my class. I have to set myself a time limit when I go in there. <laughs> Otherwise, I, all of a sudden, they're like, $100, please. And I'm like, $100? I buy a lot of jazz. Listen to a lot of jazz. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, we have Foodie Fun Kosher by Gail Schindler this week and Party Boards. Oh. Edamame schmear. It that does look tasty. Good, yeah, high good protein for you tasty. there. All right. Um, this is an issue. We also have Dr. Ruth Nemzoff this week on their advice column, spousal disagreements over Israeli-Hamas war. Now, what kind of disagreements could you be having? Um, um, a Jewish man married to a non-Jewish woman okay. and talking about... She feels he's ignoring the plight of the Palestinians. You know, Dr. Nemzoff has such a good measured way of talking about things like this. I highly recommend right. reading this because, you know, she just really helps if you need to have this conversation with someone. She lays out a good framework, you yeah. know? Yeah. No, she's, she's, she's spot on um, on what's actually going on out there in, in, in the world right now. She's very, very... Uh, Impression. Yes. Yeah, very good. Yeah. All right. Um, and death notices. Obviously, we have Dr. David Ellison, Ph.D., uh, age 76, passed away December 7th, 2023, 24, Kislev, 5784. And we have uh, Shlomo Avineri, who's an Israeli uh, political philosopher and public intellectual, passed away at 90. He's a very interesting person. I never all right, um, for all those that want to know what's going on in the world, we have our publishing themes for 2024. Mm -hmm. And this takes weeks to put together, and it's finally done. Huge shout-out to Michelle, our graphic designer, without whom I would say she's the linchpin of this office, really, without <laughs> whom we would not get anything done. Not only that, but... Big shout-out to her. These do move around a little bit because we have to move them around to get them... What we need. Yeah, and if you also, have any questions, just call the office. Yeah, you have to, yeah. Um, my, my dulcet tones on the other end of the line. Yes, we all like that, too. Mm -hmm. um, so there's also a thank you for standing with us uh, during these challenging times <coughs> that's <coughs> come from the Board of Trustees of the Jewish Federation of Cincinnati. And um, it's actually very um, today, contemporary, and right to the point of what's going on. And they really hit the nail on the head, I think, with this ad. Mm -hmm. It really, it's very good. And it's needed, too. We all need to be thanking people and, and, and um, you know, a pat on the back mm -hmm. for people. All right, you ready? Here we go. This is from, now this is a, see, this, we, I like Alan King. Okay, well, I'll keep that in mind. This is from Alan King's Great Jewish Joke Book by Alan King. All right, you ready? A young man asked a rich old man how he'd made his money. The old man fingered his cardigan sweater and replied, Well, son, it was 1932, the depths of the Great Depression. The, great, the depth of the Great Depression. I was down to my last nickel. I invested that nickel in an apple. I spent the entire day polishing the apple, and at the end of the day, I sold that apple for 10 cents. 
The next morning, I invested those 10 cents in two apples. I spent the entire day polishing them and sold them at 5 o'clock for 20 cents. I continued this system for a month, by the end of which I'd accumulate a small fortune of $1.37. Then, my wife's father died and left us $2 million. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) All right. So, happy Hanukkah, everybody. Uh, Happy holidays. Um, Whatever season or... uh, uh, holiday you're you're celebrating uh we wish you a happy happy holiday and a happy time and um thanks joining us our our co-host uh laney and julia and uh that's it we'll see you all next week stay in good health take care of yourselves and just remember and it'll be another week closer to when this war does end and it's going to end And it's going to be over, and uh, it's going to take a little bit more time, so hang in there.